0: Have you ever looked back over your life and reflected upon your childhood years or maybe even your young adult years and thought, man, I really wasted a lot of my time, a lot of my life? Well, friends, if that's you, I've got some hope for you today, some encouragement that God is not done with you yet. And I hope after today's show that you can realize that everything in your life has happened for a great purpose. Stay with me. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, this is Jeannie Smith. Welcome back to the show. Well, today I want to start out with a scripture, one in 2 Corinthians 3 3. And it says, Clearly, you are a letter from Christ, showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. And I love that ending part there, that it's carved. On human hearts. What is the Lord carving on your heart today? What is the story he's been writing in your life? Of course, we live in such a fallen world and things happen around us all the time. Things that cause disappointment, things that cause pain, things that cause struggle, but yet God is writing a story. and Of course, these things were not by his hand, these negative, these dark, evil things. No, These things are by the enemy's hands. However, God works all things together for good, and he has his eye upon you, and he is watching you, and he has good plans for you because he loves you. Our mind cannot even understand or grasp how high, how wide, how immeasurable his love is for us. So a story is being written about our life, and we are living it out every day, but of course, We are a co-author in that story because we make choices each and every day. Today, I want to encourage you to make a choice that you're going to move forward with the great hope that God has a great plan for your life and you are going to join him on that journey. I wonder if there are some things in your past that you wish that you could erase. I know there certainly is things in my past that I wish I could erase because you know what? We are all messy children. All of us are in need of a Savior. For years, my dad wrote in pencil. I remember just receiving like birthday cards or letters or whatever it may be. For years, he always wrote in pencil. And I thought, why does he always write in pencil? And then years later, after he passed away, I discovered something that he wrote in ink. And he went on to say, today I'm going to write in ink for the very first time. This is progress for me. I have always written in pencil. And the reason that I like to write in pencil is because I can always go back and erase. And I wish that I could go back and erase so many things in my life. Wow. That really wrecked me when I read that because my dad was wishing that he could go back and erase all the mistakes, all the errors that he made in his life. And he couldn't. He just couldn't, but when he wrote in pencil, every time he made a mistake, he could go back and erase. And so writing in pencil actually reflected how he felt about his life, what he would call the wasted years, what I would call in my childhood and some of the things that I went through, maybe the wasted years. But today I want to encourage you that they're not really wasted years. It's all about perspective. It's all about how we look at things and that we can look even in the muck and the mess and we can pick out and we can see the gifts and the treasure and the nuggets in there that God has placed along the way for great purpose in our life. And we can begin to write the narrative with God in ink because as the scripture says, it's not written with ink anyways. It's written on the tablets of the human heart. What God is doing is so much greater than pencil or ink. He's writing a story on the tablet of our heart. Daddy liked writing in pencil because he could go back and he could erase his mistakes. He could erase and change the perspective on things just by the way he completed a sentence. But today, I want to encourage you to embrace hope and encouragement and deep healing. Embrace the true author of our faith, the author of our stories, God himself, I want to encourage you to leave the past where it belongs and make peace with the present and walk into a bright future. I want to encourage you to be confident that you will see the Lord's goodness where you are now in the land of the living, Psalms 27, 13. So let's talk about these wasted years. I think that we were all created for such great significance. And when we're walking that significance out We feel like we're making a difference in this world. We feel like we have purpose. And when we're not, we may feel empty or insignificant. So I want to share these words that were written by John Piper that I think will bring some clarity to this topic. God created me and you to live with a single, all-embracing, all-transforming passion namely a passion to glorify God by enjoying and displaying His supreme excellence in all spheres of our life. Enjoying and displaying are both crucial. If we try to display the excellence of God without joy in it, we will display a shell of hypocrisy and create scorn or legalism. But if we claim to enjoy His excellence and do not display it for others to see and admire, then we deceive ourselves because the mark of God enthralled joy is to overflow and expand by extending itself into the hearts of other people. The wasted life is the life without a passion for the supremacy of God and all things for the joy of all people. The Bible is crystal clear. God created us for his glory. Thus says the Lord, bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory. That's in Isaiah 43, 6 and 7. Life is wasted when we do not live for the glory of God, plain and simple. And I mean all of life. It's all for his glory. So that's why the Bible gets right down into the nitty gritty details of eating and drinking, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. First Corinthians 10, 31. We waste our lives when we do not weave God into our eating and our drinking and every part of our life by displaying and enjoying Him and putting Him on display for other people to see. Love God, love people. God calls us to pray and think and dream and plan and work, not to be made much of, but to make much of Him in every part of our lives. So it's all about Him. We were created to worship Him. We were created to live out purpose for him. And it's in this space that we find that significance. Listen, I want to encourage you that the past, what we consider as the wasted years, there's actually treasure there. There's treasure that we can advance into the future. God will bring purpose out of all of it. And everything that's happened in our past has equipped us for where we are today and where we're going in the future because nothing is wasted with God. That's what I want you to hear me say, that nothing in our lives, nothing from our past, nothing that we have ever gone through is wasted in God. So is God trying to get your attention today? I just wonder, don't gamble with time. Today may be your day, a day of salvation, a day of healing, a day of just being blessed, So, maybe he's trying to get you to just trust him. You know, I love the word trust. And something pretty significant about the word trust is it's spelled T-R-U-S-T. And I want you to do something for me. I want you to write that word down. And then I want you to look very closely at it and see what you see. T-R-U-S-T. At the beginning and end. The T may look like a cross. He is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega. And if you look in the center of that word, you'll see U-S. I want you to circle that for me. Us, the word us. He's right there with us all of the way. And then I want you to write down the word Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. And what do you see there? At the very end, again, U-S, us. He's with us all the way to the end. He goes through this journey with us all the way to the end. We are not experiencing anything that he has never experienced himself. It's a beautiful thing, a relationship with the Lord. And I pray that you have one today. I bless you with people who will come alongside of you eager to help you in the work of the Lord and the purpose and plan that he has for your life. I bless you with knowing people who will help make you successful, who will believe in you and who will be encouraging and life-giving to you. People that will help propel you forward along in this journey called life and people that will also serve you and love you and help you see vision and capture vision for your life step by step along the way. I bless you that you would allow God to rebuild the ruins in your life because it's not anything about what I say or you say or others say into your life, although those can be encouraging things. But friends, it's all about what God says. It's all about his word. So I bless you to get into his word and to read his word. And what does his word have to say to you? What can you apply from his word to your life? Well, I promise you, there is a whole lot that you can apply to your life from his word. My grandmother used to say that there are lots of buried treasure in the word. You just got to open it up and start searching for it and digging for it. And when you do, you will find it. If we focus too much on our past and the wasted years, well, we can find ourselves in a place of confinement. So that's no fun place to be because there you feel like you're held captive to your sin and captive to your past. And trust me, Satan will love to convince you that this is just where you belong. Oh, and that you might even feel comfortable there. But let me tell you, that is not where you're supposed to be. It's never where God intended for you to be. No. In fact, God is trying to pull you out of there. He's all about your identity. And teaching you about your identity. But the enemy will try to put a roadblock up between you and your Lord. So don't let him. And here's the good news. We are not our sins. We are who God says we are. We are his children. So that means we don't have to live in the wasted years of our past. We can move forward into a bright future. It means we are forgivable, lovable. And praise God, we are redeemable. So what do you got to do? What do you got to do to become a child of God? Well, first, you just have to confess your sins and that you are in need of a Savior. You also have to be willing to turn away from the things that you've been doing, the things that's been keeping you in bondage. That is what's causing the separation from God. That's what's keeping you from your destiny and your promised land. But rest assured, we are all messy children, as I said earlier. So we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3:23. all the time, every day. But thankfully, his mercies and compassions are new each and every morning. And all we have to do is believe in him and believe that he can do what he says he can do. So I'm so thankful for that. The next thing we have to do is we just have to overcome our sin and our shame. We have to overcome what the enemy says about us and believe what God says about us. And we have to be willing to make a change and align with God and turn our will over to him. Our will is a powerful thing. It's one of the strongest things that we have. It's a gift from God. And with that will headed in the right direction and some holy determination, we can do some pretty incredible things. You know, we can do a pretty good job beating ourselves up, can't we? Satan also beats us up. But in Romans 8, 1, it says there is no condemnation in Christ, Lord Jesus. And when Satan beats us up, and when we beat ourselves up, we start to have a really wrecked self-image of ourselves. And so I know this is an area that attacks so many people, is in the area of self-image. So as we get ready to close today, I want to read this poem to you. And it's called Self-Image. I call you Lord and shy away from all you have to give. I dare to call you Father and my spirit starts to live. I can't conceive a lordly one could ever care for me or that the one who rules the world would die to set me free. Yet when I call you Father and allow your love to flow, then all your might and majesty you gently to me show. You ask that I should trust you a simple task it would seem, yet love I once was sure of seems but a distant dream. Why should it be so hard a task to hold this love you've shown, to simply bring to memory the promises I've known? It seems a poor excuse, one I've no right to spout, to say that all my love, hope, and trust has been replaced by doubt. I do not doubt that God exists and rules over land and sea, but that this Lord Almighty should truly care for me? A doubt that is quite unfounded as I daily tend my task. And find that God is always there to help me when I ask. His love is not condemning, though often I let him down. Yet if I look, his smile I will see, not some expected frown. His patience is long-suffering, and long he suffers me. For all my fears and doubting, his love won't cease to be. His love is never-ending, he pours it from above, And soaks this hurting child of his in his cleansing, healing love. No more I'll doubt nor stumble, a claim I long to make. But tis only wishful thinking, such promises I'd break. But trusting in his goodness, I'll edge ever slowly forward and try to place my doubts and fears in the strong hands of my Lord. That is written by a woman named Isa Yates, and it's a beautiful word about our Lord and his love for us. Friends, play it back if you need to, take notes, but let that sink in and replace whatever wasted years you have with the truths of that poem and who God is and how much he loves you and move forward towards the prize of the high calling of who you are as a child of God. Well, friends, that's it for today. In the next couple episodes, we're going to be really zooming in on the topic again of self-image. We're going to be breaking down some of the truths that we read from even this poem today. And it's going to be a great ride. So, until then, I love you bunches. And remember, live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review. And subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group, where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at geniescottsmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.